0: Okay, so he finds the tampons and he's playing with them, I guess. I don't know, man.
1: This weird, sticky, spongy material.
0: That's not a tampon. That's a pad. Uh, I'm an idiot. You're a biology teacher also. What? Can I just take 10? (laughs) It, It says October 2075. Did they just not clean out their inventory ever? You guys continue your journey into the forest, and for several hours you're making your way, trying to follow the sun and use it to direct yourselves north. Along the way, you hear the sound of a very jovial-sounding male voice.
1: Are you traveling merchants? Uh, I'm Vinavir This is my compatriot, Amali. And you are?
0: You guys, as you finally break through the trees, you reach... A small village... Hi, guys. It's Snow here. Welcome back to The Gate Chronicles Season 1, Episode 3. I'm very confident we are in Season 1. I promise that much. Anywho, I'm Snow. I'm the GM. And today I am joined by...
1: Us. Hi, I'm Quinton. Uh, I am normally the GM of the SAO podcast, but here I am but me- a measly player playing Charles Smoot. Uh, hi, my name is Jaden, and I'll be playing Finneverevere. Bard. <laughs> I'm up next. My name's Zach. You can call me Blarg. I'll be playing Alfred Kenneth Mest. And uh, my name's Andrew, and I'll be playing the lovable hick idiot, Alan Taylor.
0: Can anybody tell me what happened last time? Let's do like a really quick recap.
1: Last time on The Gate Chronicles. I believe we made it out of the remains of the underground laboratory, gathered some supplies, medical supplies. I I think we got expired insulin. Yeah, we did. (laughs) I wouldn't call that a medical supply at this Um, point. We left the... Well, we we made our way to leave the grounds and ran into uh, Finaviravir and Amali, who... I think I think they brought us back to town after like a night. Yeah, my remembering was something along the lines of heading to some awesome ruins and then getting sidetracked by escorting several ungrateful schmucks to a nearby civiliz- civilization. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much.
0: All right, that sounds that sounds pretty good to me. Well, I guess we can uh, pick up where we last left off. Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. No.
1: Yeah. Might as well be. Maybe
0: no. That's not a choice you get. Nope. We're, we're <laughs> pulling get them along anyway. Are
1: ready or not? We're nope, ready for change. you. <laughs> the, right. the ready check was only a suggestion. You're, you're getting pulled in anyway.
0: As you pass through the blue translucent hemisphere, you found yourselves approaching a quaint village several hundred yards from its perimeter. You notice relatively primitive tent structures mixed amongst the deep red wooden houses. But rather strange and impressive is the large domed tent with three triangular extensions evenly distributed around it, sitting at the center of the village. Amali, uh, alongside Finn, walk in front of you into the village where very quickly Amali kind of turns to the party and he says, All right, I've got business of my own to attend to here, so bye. And he kind of just starts walking off.
1: Adios, see you in the morning.
0: And he kind of waves with his back turned to you as he journeys off into some unknown location.
1: He does that. So here we are, Ashby Village, as promised. So, uh, you two are going back to that laboratory, right? You bet. Smoot, you want to join them? Maybe once we're a little better equipped. If we can take care of that in a day, then by all means. Well, I suppose you have a few strong backs in your numbers. Could be good for hauling extra loot. I'd be down. We'll run it by Amali in the morning. He's a pretty easy-going fellow. Just let me do the talking. We're gonna head out on a venture. We're probably gonna want to get ourselves equipped. Probably. Well, there should be a marketplace around here, if I'm not mistaken. Markets are good and all, but... uh, He'll reach into his pockets and and turn them out. And i will say, markets are good and all, but we ain't exactly liquid. I see... Another charitable donation from the uh, Bank of Finnevere, I see. All right, I pull out some uh, silver pieces. See, I don't know where you do trade from where you're from, but these are silver pieces. These are the bread and butter of uh, life here, and these are copper pieces. A hundred copper pieces to a silver piece. Make sense? Makes sense enough. You do have the uh, uh, the concept of uh, bartering from where you're from. Correct. We had currency, yes. Excellent! Is there, like, a Walmart? A dollar store? Home Depot? Lowe's? Smooth, uh, a Highland Dial? I, such places still exist. I'm quite unfamiliar. <laughs> I'm sure they have excellent wares. Anyway, I would be willing to part with some amount, assuming that you would return at least the same amount, and if you, uh managed to be useful on our venture to the ruins we'll consider it even sounds good to me so what do you think would be a good amount for just a just pocket change for uh equipping i don't know uh 40 silver pieces do you think could get by per person um, or per person, or not even that much yeah i was about to say i was thinking like 10 maybe per person at most 10 silver and a bag of copper so basically four bucks and some change <laughs>
0: Um, if you were going to go that route, I would say, why don't you make perception check really quick? Uh, sure thing. Or no, actually, knowledge local.
1: Even better. Uh, can I take my bard, my bardic knowledge? Sure. A total of 20.
0: All right. So, you and your bardic knowledge. All the times that you ever spent in the taverns back in Teba, uh, you heard a little bit about another village similar to Taba called Ashby. It was a nomadic tribe that settled down and became a small village not but 50 years ago. So it's become established, but it's still relatively small. It does have good trade and um, value-wise, you would assume that it more than likely things probably, if you walked into a store would probably be no more than 500 silver at the highest unless you're trying to get for example some very interesting relics or rare goods
1: well it might be better to, to take a look at what's around I have a few coin on me we'll see what you need in the meantime I, I give everyone basically an allowance of uh, a 10 silver and uh, so it basically be 9 silver and the rest with copper and then I'll handle the the major expenditures.
0: All right, everyone, mark that down on your character sheet.
1: And I'll mark it down on mine. Uh, by the way, this is for um, anyone who I think would be going with me the next day. So unless I'm approached by Kelsey or David, this would not include them.
0: Actually, um, so David says, "Why do we want? Why would you want to go back out there for answers. riches? Of course,
1: if it weren't mm. for greedy individuals, nothing would ever get done.
0: We're not. I mean, riches are great." But where the heck are we? What is this place? And
1: Ashby Village. I told you. Keep up, David. That's, David. Uh, kind of why we're going out there, or at least why I'm going back out. Fenrir and us have very different goals. All me and Mr. Turner, Taylor, Taylor. All we want is answers. We have to more. We have to explore further where we've come from to understand where we are.
0: And Kelsey kind of steps up, but she says, "I need to find my brother. So." She kind of looks back and forth between all of you, a little shy, but then uh, states, So I'll I'll be going back out with them, too.
1: Are you sure? Kelsey. Oh, my girl. We could find you a nice place to stay. It is safe here with the barrier. Kelsey, don't you think that if your brother had woken up early than us, he probably would have made his way to the nearest town?
0: Yes, but maybe the answers that I need are out there.
1: Fair enough. How much can you carry?
0: How much can I carry? You know. Um, A backpack, I guess. I I haven't gone hiking before, so I don't really know how much I can carry. Excellent, as long as you're
1: willing to try.
0: (laughs) I'm really good at opening jars.
1: Hmm. Well, we do add that asset to our table. Nice. Alrighty then. So we'll need one, two, three, four. Four backpacks. Several bandolores. I already have my satchel. Two hundred feet of rope. Bedrolls to go around because I would like to have my own bedroll this time. No <laughs> offense.
0: None taken. I'm I'm sorry I took that from you.
1: No, it's fine. I had a blanket. All right. Let's see what we can find. I I, I march off towards the uh, market district.
0: All right. Uh, your character's never been here before, so make a perception check, all of you.
1: Uh. Also, if everyone's coming with me, then I give everyone that um ten silver advance. Did okay. David state his intentions, whether or not he was coming?
0: David has not stated his intentions. In fact, he's kind of staying oh. there like a little.
1: Oh, I, I only gave it to anyone who said they were coming. So that would be four. David,
0: okay. were you planning on looking course.
1: for was your nephew? Was it?
0: He sighs. Listen, I probably I have already a feeling that I'm not going to be finding Ozzy anytime soon.
1: You could at least ask around the town, see what you could find.
0: That was my intention. I'm not really made for going out and traveling out in these places. I mean, look at my suit. It's all dirty. I just had it pressed and cleaned.
1: Oh, And it's so charming, too. Here, yeah, let me fix you right up. I, like, I, I approach him and I start like, straightening his coat like, uh, like on the shoulders a bit.
0: Uh, wait, 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 excuse me. I, I, sir, please. I can do that myself. He no, pushes. no, no. Himself. I
1: simply insist. Uh, this does the trick every time. Humor me for a moment. I start reaching through my bag um, to find my bag of tricks, and I pull out um, the white cloth.
0: Okay. So with a flourish, you reach into your bag and, like, flick out this white glove. Or is it a cloth or glove? It's
1: a, it's a cloth for the um, Princess Digitation.
0: Okay, so you pull out a white cloth and you kind of flip it, like, flick it out.
1: Yep. And I'll do a quick swipe over his, uh, his shirt and then flick little sparks fly. And then it should, uh, prestidigitation allows the instant cleaning or soiling of, uh, a set of clothes. So, poof. There we go. Right as rain. What did, ah. what,
0: what, what did you do? Oh my god. Oh. I've heard of Tide to Go, but this is Tide to whoa.
1: <laughs> yes. American Tide to whoa. <laughs> All right. And I'll do it for myself as well. Flick. Well, we'll we'll head off to the market district.
0: Please make a perception check, everyone.
1: Uh, smith has got a thirteen. Seven. I rolled nineteen.
0: Okay. All right. So, I'm trying to think.
1: A uh, total of ten.
0: What attracts Alan's attention? What attracts Alan's attention away? Pretty Let's ladies. See. Pretty ladies. Okay, you're right. You're right. Alan, as everyone else, kind of starts walking off because they're they're hearing the sound of people saying. Get your vegetables, get your fresh fruits and vegetables and all kinds of things. You're not really paying too much attention, and your vision is quickly drawn to the side as you see two very petite and feminine-looking women. I don't know what his style—what is his type? Tell me Alan's type.
1: Wait, someone is making an advance at Alan? No, he's seeing two chicks talking. What What would entice him to go talk You're to them? You're
0: seeing two chicks walking by. Yes. You see two chicks walking by. What's your type? I need to know the type so I can tell you what you see.
1: <laughs> Why would it change?
0: Oh, no, it doesn't. I just need to know for posterity reasons as well.
1: Mm, posterity. Okay. Uh, I don't Al- know. What is Alan's People? Type? Is a woman shorter
0: than himself? Okay, there are two, I've already, I've already said this, there are two very, like, petite women walking by having a conversation, very attractive, and they, they just get your attention right away, wearing these very strange and foreign clothes as everyone gonna, is starting to go off.
1: I'm going to roll Alan's charisma for my own decisions on whether or not he's taken is, right. Does that mean he, he's taken? He, he's he's going to keep it in his pants for now. Kay. I don't think that would be charisma, but okay. Okay, I, I guess charisma wouldn't be this. Uh, the, the well, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's whatever. a personal role. It's not a GM role. <laughs> I'm going to roll my strength to see if I'm infatuated. Not at all. I don't know. How much just... does he love lifting weights? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I guess okay. it would have been Will. It's It's whatever. It.
0: So... Alan turns away from his lustful thoughts <laughs> and quickly catches up with a group who is making their way into the market where they hear people say, not fish, but honestly, I really want to scream fish. shit get your fish. <laughs> but nobody's screaming I mean, there fish. could be a
1: river nearby where they get some could fish. could be a nearby river. Right turkey there. noodle soup, get your turkey noodle soup. <laughs> turkey, noodle turkey noodle soup. Turkey noodle soup. I, I hear yeah, that I mean, you, uh, yelled at Renaissance Fairs all the time. Yeah, it's or, good stuff. I mean, yeah. do they have chickens? Mm.
0: Get your bread bowls here, guys. Bread, bread bowls, bowl. turkey legs. Get your bread bowl. I, I want something
1: to be called something similar to the modern day. <laughs> get get steak yourself a, some bread bowls steak. Red steak, bull, on a and steak. It's, it's literally steak a on a red steak.
0: Bill. Get your steak on a steak. Um, So as you guys venture into this marketplace area, you see that it is very busy compared to the rest of the village, which is a little bit more relaxed and slow moving. In here, you see that there are a myriad of people wandering about, um, many of them women with baskets on their arm going over to a lot of the food stalls that are there. And you see a lot of strange foods, things that you haven't seen before, some familiar and some very different. But you see people going around and going to the different stalls. Uh, you hear the clinking of metal in the background. Sounds like somebody's hammering away on something metal. As well as you smell some very strange herbs in the air. And as you kind of turn, you see that there's like this little sign hanging from a shop and it has like script on it. Not something that you're really familiar with. But you do see that there is like this little, looks like a Vial of some kind with liquid painted on blue and green.
1: It's weed juice. <laughs> I, are we saying this in character, or that wasn't Alan's accent? That's just Andrew's filthy mind. All right. So I'll just go uh, hunting for the regular stuff of backpacks, bandoliers, rations, rope, bedrolls, etc. I could go through the whole list if you want.
0: Okay. So, Jaden. Yes. Finnevere finds a stall over kind of towards the edge of the market. It looks kind of like a general goods store where they have a myriad of adventuring supplies as well as some house-looking things like chairs and tables, house-looking things. Wow, I'm very creative (laughs) tonight. (laughs) But as you go in, you very quickly find a few backpacks, not very well made, but looks like they would do the job. They would probably be about... Four copper, a bag, based on like just looking at them, but if you did a true appraise, you might figure out an actual price. I don't know, man, uh, it's not uh, like it seems the fair enough,
1: uh, but I will just inspect them for quality at least, okay, uh, total nineteen,
0: thank you. they look durable, um, they're not pretty. Ooh. whoever made it just didn't know how to do designs, um there's some Fine sloppy- with me, I'm
1: shopping for durable.
0: Yeah. Sloppy design work on them, but it looks like they'd be pretty sturdy. You do find several bedrolls. So there were... How many backpacks? Did I say four? Four backpacks? Yes. No, I said... Yeah. Okay. You Um, you said four before. Okay. Perfect. As well as there are five bedrolls uh, in this establishment. And you also do find rope, but it only comes in 50-foot bundles.
1: Okay. I'll get... Yeah, I'll get four if they have that many.
0: They do. Generic pricing.
1: Oh. I would say just give him a total uh, at the end once he's gotten yeah. everything.
0: Yeah. We can do that. A python and a python, hun?
1: A python and a hammer. Piton. It says python piton and, python. and... Did piton. Did it say? and piton. I, w- I wanted a piton and a hammer.
0: Okay. A bell, a bucket. What is this, Minecraft? You want a bell?
1: I want a bell, a bucket, some fishing line.
0: A medium tent, lighter with flint and steel, a flashlight. Didn't you guys get... Oh, never mind. We not... You got cigarettes. No. You didn't get a lighter.
1: We did not get no, a lighter. Yeah. So I was saying, if no. I can find a lighter, what? sure. No, I have a lighter. Well,
0: good for you. I don't. And your
1: character never told me you got a lighter.
0: I pulled it out of the
1: toolbox. I said, hey, we've got a lighter, and I kept it.
0: That is true. He does have a lighter. You Wait, very much know that I have a lighter. My character can't remember
1: your last name. Pause. There was a lighter in the toolbox? Yeah. There was not a lighter in the toolbox. There was a hammer in the toolbox, wasn't there? There, there was a wrench. I, I the remember wrench. him getting the wrench lighter. Wrench. The box. He got and a lighter. lighter. He
0: got a lighter. He got a lighter.
1: I want a lighter for a myself. Lighter. <laughs> I don't know. If he has a lighter.
0: <laughs> he got a lighter. Okay.
1: It'll come up. I would like to make my Bookmarks. way to the blacksmith to pick up a weapon.
0: All right. So Jane, you're getting. Are you getting any of the backpacks?
1: Oh yeah. I'm, I'll take all of them.
0: I said fork. Four copper piece. Yep. Man, I undershot that price. Apparently in um. Probably, apparently two gold in the book, so it'd be two silver. But I undershot, so I will stick with what I undershot.
1: <sighs> uh,
0: I undershot. A deal too much. on
1: these backpacks? Uh, well, <laughs> the the real steel. You're a keen eye for bargains.
0: There's a hole in them somewhere. <laughs> not big. <been. laughs> you don't know
1: where yet. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not marked the down because quality. they're ugly.
0: They're ugly. Yeah,
1: they're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> they were made by. A I see potential here. in the ugly backpacks. <laughs> Okay. Give me the ugly.
0: <laughs> Give you the ugly.
1: Give them the ugly.
0: Did you pick up any of the bed rolls?
1: Uh, yes, I wanted all of them.
0: I said five.
1: Yep, uh, four, uh, four groups of a uh, fifty-foot rope. I'm assuming it's a common grade.
0: Yes. So, uh, Jaden, it is four copper pieces per bag, two silver pieces per skein of rope. I'll call it a skein Skeen. For now. And um, for the bed rolls, it is it's one silver piece per.
1: Okay, I got that down.
0: Quinn for Smoot Smoots, um, looking around, he is easily able to find rations in any of the stalls. He basically just can gather food. He can pick some cool. weird foods if he wants. Uh, just look up the standard price for rations at this point.
1: Sure. Was I able to find uh, fabric anywhere?
0: N- I mean, there are there is fabric. What are you looking for?
1: Uh, fabric that can that multi-purpose, basically. If you have um, like basically fishing line and a needle you can make a crude bag fairly quickly
0: um stuff mainly for making clothing for women, so mostly pattern thin clothing. there's nothing really made to be to be durable at this time.
1: Well, work with what you got get some thin stuff and layer it up.
0: okay so pattern stuff is gonna be more expensive than like standard just color
1: all right then
0: uh, depends on how much you want, how many yards, and you have to carry it. Um, any particular pattern, color?
1: Is there anything with flowers?
0: There's a lot with flowers. You are in a spring season, so floor patterns are in. A lot of it can be, there's nothing really printed on. It's actually a good number of it. Looks like there's some hand embroidering on it. Not like all over, but like there's certain parts of it that have like nice embroidered pieces.
1: All right. So I'll just hunt around for a few minutes to see if I find anything with a nice uh, pink or purple flower on it. Sure. Uh,
0: you find a lavender-colored piece of cloth that has some deeper purple uh, and white, like deep purple and white splattered flowers on it.
1: Ooh, uh, that that would be what I'd be uh, more attracted to. Um, I'll go and uh, request how much it costs uh, per okay. yard. Wouldn't happen to be look uh, look like an alpine bedney, would it? Alpine bedneys are um, important to my character to some degree. They're my mother's favorite flower. Yes. Okay. So if it remotely resembles that, then I will almost definitely buy some.
0: So yes, you see these embroidered looking flower things that have these purple petals with white on the center. um, And these kind of like weird little phalange looking things coming up from the center of the flower. I don't know how else to describe them. They're pretty, though, and there's some, like, gre- like very deep green petals surrounding the flower as well.
1: I'll request uh, eight yards, and I'll probably not pay as much attention to what the price is. I'm kind of attracted to this particular type of font. All right. But I'll need to mark down how much I spent.
0: <laughs> okay, so it is two silver pieces per yard.
1: Okay, two per yard, and I will get eight yards. All right. Uh, I'll go hunting for the, the rest of the things I'm looking for. Matchboxes, fishing line, uh, travel sled, machete. Uh, okay. But you can get back to me if you want.
0: Um. All right. So
1: I want to go to the blacksmith.
0: Alan goes to the blacksmith. After some time, he's able to find it.
1: Alan goes to the blacksmith and asks how much it would be to get a glaive done by the morning.
0: So you're not going to browse the wares? You just go in and you ask for a glaive? Pretty much. <laughs> Why does your character want a glaive?
1: Uh, he's comfortable with it. He, he he's, When has he ever used a glaive? He's How does he know what a glaive he's is? He's experienced with pole arms. How so? Would he call it a
0: pole arm if he's a southern yes. country bumpkin? He, he,
1: he would call it a pole arm.
0: Okay. All right.
1: But he's more looking for slashing than stabbing. It has been established that Alan Taylor watches movies.
0: He does watch movies.
1: He has, in fact, seen The 300. He likes the slant. Back off! Here. I've
0: seen movies.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so you go into the blacksmith and you just walk straight up to the table where the lady is oh, actually not even lady. there. But um, there's bell. You can ding it. We'll I, I, go back to that scene. I ding the bell. Ding ding. Give me one second, why don't you? All right. After a few moments, you you hear the clanging in the back stop, and you see a very busty woman come out wearing a thick. Leather apron and thick leather gloves. Um, she's got her hair kind of pulled up in a bun and it's braided red, um, scraggly. And you can see she has like a few scars on her face and a few burns like on her forearms. What do you want?
1: Well, I'm looking to get a polearm, preferably so for
0: slashing. That's pretty sp- specific. All right. I mean, I don't got anything in the shop like that right now unless you want, like, I got a sickle. Yeah. What do you mean, uh?
1: They're not exactly the best for, uh, fending off whatever might come at you. What might, what might come at you? I don't know, bears. Bears?
0: All right. I mean. A bloodthirsty moose. Who are you talking? I don't care what you're going to use it for. That's your own business. But you want a pole arm and you want one that does slashing. Technically, anything can slash. Spoons. You could use a spoon to slash. You just got to sharpen the edge. Standard Do you want spoon a spoon pole arm?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want a pole arm, I'll have to make one custom order for you. I don't have anything in store right now. I got a nice dagger.
1: Just take the dagger and duct tape it to a stick. <laughs>
0: you could. Remember the last right.
1: time you didn't take a dagger that was offered? Bad that things happen. <laughs> is what is called an improvised <laughs> weapon and provides significant minuses to combat. Yeah, but Alan doesn't know that. Yeah, but he has the common sense to know that a knife duct taped to, to a stick is not going to hold up nearly as well as a blade properly affixed to the end of a good pole.
0: Does he though?
1: Just how much would it be to get it done by the morning?
0: By the morning?
1: Well, that I got is.
0: orders. I got orders backed up already. <sighs> she pauses as she kind of like wipes uh, her gloves off on her apron. All right. Tell you what. If you want me to make you a polearm, it's going to be eight silver. But if you want me to get it done tonight, I'm going to need some extra payment. Because I've got over a dozen orders i got to get prepped.
1: Ten silver cover it?
0: Sure. A surcharge of two silver. I want it in advance. So
1: how much you want up front at all?
0: At all. Exactly.
1: Just all of it up front? All right. So I'll hand her the uh, ten silver. Or I guess nine silver and a hundred copper. <laughs> Yay, you're TV broke out. again <laughs> Nice All his money gone
0: She's like, alright Stop by in the morning, I'll have it ready for you well,
1: Thank you very much, pleasure doing business
0: Pleasure with small mine. Now get out of here
1: Alright I guess I'll uh, go on and rejoin With whoever else is purchasing goods In the market Follow around like a lost puppy <laughs> And try desperately to not admire the women too fondly.
0: There there are a lot of women in the market. A lot of women. Alright, Zach, is there anything that you wanted to do?
1: I need my character needs to find like an herbalist or something, I guess. Okay. So I'd be looking around for an herbalist.
0: Okay, roll a wisdom for me, please. A wisdom. A wisdom. Wisdom.
1: Not not that great. Nine.
0: All right. Out of all the shops that you've walked around and looked at, you can't really think of any that would have been something like herbalist, potions master kind of thing. Um, You just kind of keep walking around. Please make a perception check for me. Okay. Ten. After wandering around and just kind of looking at. Some of the signs that are up in some of the stalls, you find yourself approaching back towards the entrance where you guys came in from at the marketplace. And you look up and you see the sign that you saw earlier with the not really decipherable writing, something that you can read. But you do see this thing that looks like and kind of reminds you of a glass vial with painted liquid inside of it. And you think to yourself, this could be what I'm looking for. And the smell and scent of the herbs has grown the strongest here.
1: I'll I'll proceed inside, then.
0: So you enter inside of the shop, and you are hit by a very strong scent of herbs. Incense more than herbs. It's almost stifling. But please make another perception check as you enter the building.
1: A little bit better. 22.
0: Lovely. All right. So, as you enter the building, you see that there are these shelves. They're kind of made of wood. Don't look to be super sturdy. Uh, pieced together by some kind of uh, grass twine wrapped around the corners holding up these shelves. And on them you see these varying bowls of of all different sizes. But you see that in them there's different leaves. You see it's a little bit decorative where there's like a mortar and pistol placed ever so perfectly on top of a leaf. Uh, you see... On the shelves as well, there's, like, some primitive-looking glass tubes and vials with unnamed liquids just kind of sitting on the shelves. And as you go in further, you see that there is a small wooden table where a younger-looking woman, right, appears to be about your age, uh, is sitting at a table with very large glasses, hair in pigtail braids, and she seems to be grinding something with mortar and pistol.
1: All right, uh... I'll I'll walk up towards her and try to get her attention.
0: <laughs> She's just humming. Uh, hello there. Oh, and she looks up and she adjusts her glasses very gingerly. Hello. How may I help you? Hi there. I was wondering if
1: perhaps you would have any sort of records or anything of local flora and fauna that would be useful in uh, medicine making.
0: Oh, um, you're looking for a book on herbs. Yes,
1: I was wondering if perhaps you might have one.
0: I don't have anything, um, so much as a book, but I do have some of my own drawings. Are you also an herbalist? Are you looking to create something interesting? Well, yes, you could say that. Well, I did say that. What else would I say? So you're just looking for the pictures or anything else? Pictures and descriptions, you know. All right, now we're getting a little too far.
1: Li- a little too far?
0: A little too far. A little personal. My descriptions are most excellent. But, um, One moment, and she kind of gets up from her table, scoots out very gingerly from her seat, and she walks very gracefully across the room. And as she does, she does end up tripping and falling into one of the shelves, which then topples over and crashes the ground, leaving broken glass and liquids on the floor. Oh, darn it. Excuse me. Don't mind me. It's these glasses. I have to take them off when I'm walking. And she takes them off and she puts them uh, like against her apron, which she's wearing um, at her waist. And you see that she has these very lovely blue eyes and blonde hair. And she's very, very delicate, very delicate features. Excuse me. I'll clean this up in a moment. And she gets up and she um, goes over to a drawer at the side of the room or a chest of drawers. And she opens it up and starts to rifle through. And after a few moments of um, some under-the-breath cursing, she comes back. Excuse me. Here we are. And she places them on the table.
1: I I'll, I'll guess I'll, like, start... Looking them over and seeing which ones are interesting-looking, see which ones I might want to take if I could.
0: So, as you're looking through, uh, you roll a knowledge nature. Okay. And we will use that to help you with discovery of plants. Nine. Later. Nine. He says, "Okay, there are some plants in here that you have no idea what the heck they are. Like you're trying to read her writing. It's." It's not really like anything you can understand. It's poorly written or something along that line. It doesn't even look like it's English. Um, Could be French, Canadian or something like that. Who knows? A whole other world up there. Uh, You do notice a few plants that appear to be similar to stuff that you've known, but you can't really understand her documents enough to remember it, at least. Is this helping at all?
1: Uh, a, a little bit.
0: Uh, mm. Oh, what do you mean, a little bit? Trying
1: to trying to think what I need, what I want to do now. Um. Mm.
0: Do you need any herbs or any potions made? Perhaps I can teach you a few things if you're learning about the area.
1: That would be delightful. Thank you. I'd oh. love to learn a few things.
0: Make a perception check, really quick.
1: Okay. Uh, there we go. Twenty-three.
0: Okay. I need to stop looking at this because I'm going to do stuff without reading. Okay. Her very pale skin flushes a bright red around her cheeks and she has a very big smile on her face as she suggests um, teaching you. Oh, how wonderful. Please come sit here. And she pulls up a chair next to where she um, was. And do you take the seat? Sure. Okay. So Al... You're with her for probably about thirty minutes, and she kind of goes over with you, very carefully, some of the plants and some of your extracts that you have in your character's character sheet. You you know how to use them. You've learned. It's it's happened.
1: Which ones did I learn?
0: I have no idea, man. What have you got in there?
1: <laughs> uh... What
0: you got in that character sheet of yours? <laughs>
1: Well, there's the two that I started off with, and then the ones that I don't have access to would be Bear's Endurance, Bull's Strength, Cat's Grace, Eagle's Splendor, and Owl's Wisdom.
0: Okay. So currently you haven't really learned too many new ones in that regard, but she does go over, like, so essentially your character unlocks the ability to make these cure light wounds and fox's cunning and acute senses in the game world. Okay. Well, not in game world, but in this world. Okay. You've unlocked them. Your character is now actually officially an alchemist. I
1: leveled up without leveling up.
0: Yes, yes. Your knowledge nature checks. Hopefully they do not roll poorly anymore. Because you'll no longer be at invisible negatives. There Mm. is
1: now level one.
0: (laughs) There is now level one. You're (laughs) all level zero craps and nothing. And now you're level one. Okay. So you spend some time with her. And she seems to be really enjoying your company, but the time passes, and unfortunately, you do have to say goodbye as you- Would I be
1: allowed to take my own notes on it?
0: You may absolutely take your own notes.
1: No, I mean, would my- would she have, like, some spare paper or something so I could write things down?
0: If you ask her, she would offer it willingly. Yes. Willingly. I
1: I have my own (laughs) notes written in English.
0: As you're deciphering and she's going over the text with you, you kind of learn about the common yarrow and how to make yarrow paste.
1: Ooh.
0: Mm? And it's found in the forest and grasslands. Ooh. Ooh. Mm, I see. Ooh. And it's used for healing. And also, you <gasps> no. learn about acorns. Acorns are <gasps> great if you bite into them, <gasps> <No>. <gasps> they increase your AC temporarily. Awesome. <sighs> oh. mm. They do not stack.
1: Delightful. Can't chew on 17 acorns and become invincible. Darn it. Nope. Um, yes. My character, I would presume, then, has just been shopping with Finnevere the entire time?
0: Yes. You were a... Basically, y- you didn't really ask for too much. Um, you do have to stop by the blacksmith because sh- she does have the python and the hammer that you're looking for.
1: Okay. Do you have a um, general outline of how much that would all cost the hammer is five
0: silver and the python is one silver
1: would I be able to buy everything on my list within my allowance
0: yes just buy it with your allowance it's fine there's nothing else Oh, hold on let me double check it really quick <laughs> before I tell you the it. only
1: thing is that, like the medium tent I think was mildly expensive
0: yeah you're not gonna be able to get the tent Um no. you'd be able to get flint and steel you okay. could get a lantern
1: a hooded lantern uh, specifically
0: no you could get a lantern
1: what if I wanted a hooded lantern
0: you could get a lantern
1: no okay fine
0: Yes.
1: All right. Uh, Snow, just real quick. Would would yeah. we say that the lessons have allowed me to understand their local oh. writing?
0: Yes, it's role linguistics. Okay. We'll uh, use that oh. to see if you've learned anything about language.
1: <laughs> Eleven.
0: Not the best, but it will allow this for sake of reading. All of y'all are dumb and you can't read, but... You can sort of kind of barely read it. It's like a mixture of English and, yeah. Yeah. Icelandic. We'll use Icelandic. I like Icelandic. It's fun. It's fun to say.
1: So I'm off to the side with uh, a good old Charlie boy?
0: Yes, you are with Charlie.
1: Charlie As he keeps hunting for the lantern. uh, Well, if you're interested, I do have another interesting trick up my sleeve. I'll Um, uh, very crudely try to, like, have one hidden in my... Uh, sleeve and pull it out So uh, would that be a sleight of hand
0: Yes So you would roll sleight of hand for that
1: uh, Total 20 and okay. I produce a match If successful And I will light it and cast Light on uh, Let's see if he handles any Somewhat unattended objects uh, Quinta do you have anything on you <laughs> Yes the character has Clothes uh, his wristwatch um, His satchel filled oh, with goods I'll, and I'll bags. do the wristwatch Okay I cast light. I, I I strike the match and have it light, and then the light will kind of, like, beam out and go into the watch, and the, the match will go out. And now the, wa- the, yeah, okay. um, the watch glows. What is this? has a 20-foot range of light. Whoa. V- Venivere, what have you done? What, uh, uh, put it out. You see, I haven't quite learned how to turn that one off, so... so what do you mean? Uh, just cover it up or something. It'll go out eventually. Uh, half an hour or so at most. Uh, I- what kind of magician's parlor trick is this? Mine. Oh, uh, huh. it, d- it doesn't hurt. Uh, okay, well, uh, you said it'll go out eventually. Yeah, you know, half an hour tops. <sighs> you know. All right. Depends well, of if I've had my breakfast or not. Interesting stipulation. Would that uh work for your lantern needs? Uh, I, I guess it would, as long as you can do it consistent. Does it have to be on my watch? No, I can do it in most anything. I... Wouldn't recommend putting it on your clothes unless you want an obnoxious light on your face. I tried. Uh, I learned that the hard way. Hmm. Fair enough.
0: Kelsey kind of walks over and is looking at your watch. that's glowing. Wow. It's kind of like a glow stick. That's kind of cool. See?
1: They have tricks in America, too. Glow stick. Glowing glow stick. stick. And, Any, um, see, the difference was those were done by chemicals. Well, I have you here, Fenivir. There was something I wanted to talk about. Sure. What's on your mind? Earlier, I recall you mentioned, um, there, there was a poem you recited. Uh, I had a c- couple more questions about it, but I don't know if you have any specifics. Well, I'll answer to the best of my memory. Ah, uh, do you remember who the originator of the, of the poem? They may have better answers then. Ah, uh, let me think. If I remember my history correctly, it was Thomas Ray, the first chief of Ashby. Well, that's rather convenient. Seeing as we're here in Ashby Wait, Village. When did you get here, Whoa. Alan? I've been following you around for like... I remember you running off and here. going, I think, to the blacksmith. Oh. Interesting. I'm sorry. Don't sneak up on me. Anyway, people. I'm almost entirely certain it was Thomas Ray. Hmm. Uh, the chief of Ashby? Uh. Do you know how they... Do- aside from that, I can't say as I remember much more. Maybe someone here would know. Do they have any form of documentation in this town? I've never been here before. Unfortunately, you're asking the wrong fellow. Hmm. I wonder if the current chief would know anything about it.
0: Did you say you were hiding your watch?
1: No. I just kind of stopped staring at it, glowing at me. Oh, Alan, while you're here, I start handing him stuff. I give him the backpacks and the bedrolls and the rope and (laughs) just see if he (laughs) carries it. How much does it all
0: weigh? So your standard traveling gear is probably about 20 pounds. If I'm right.
1: I can hold about four of those. Well, great. I gave you four of basically everything. I will keep the uh, cloth on me, though. So then I'm at my light load, roughly.
0: So he's got this big old backpack. Roll Perception, each of you. And um, Alfred, you do end up coming out of the herbalist shop probably about five-ish minutes from now because they've been going around. Okay. So you'll be back with them soon.
1: All right. I rolled a 17 for Perception. Got an 18 on my perception. Total of 9 for perception.
0: All right. Where are you guys all facing? Because I, I like, you're standing in front of a stall. Who's facing who? Where? Who's standing where and a what?
1: I was trying to have a conversation. Uh, Smoot would be trying to have a conversation with Finavir, So he would be facing him. Uh, I'm facing uh, more the, uh, southwest. Uh, my back turns towards the, uh, I guess, the shop and I guess the pathway. Uh, looking towards the rest of the shops and the rest of the group.
0: Okay. David uh, comes up to you guys. So how are you all doing? Quite well, quite well. Uh, We found most of
1: what we were looking for, which is nice. You don't always get the opportunity. You managed to find anything you were looking for, David?
0: Well, this is an interesting place. Now, my question to you is, have we decided where we are staying at night?
1: I don't think we've gotten around to it yet. I suppose we should figure that out. Nice place to base. Hmm. I wonder if we can find a room that has storage. That would be nice.
0: <laughs> mm. Let's
1: see. Uh, can I kind of?
0: Finn, roll a reflex.
1: Uh, Ookie. Okay. Uh, Uh, okay. total of twenty-two.
0: So as you're having this conversation, David approaches, and within a few moments, you kind of feel like something like thunk against your backpack, and you like kind of stumble forward, but you catch yourself before you like fall, and like you stand back up straight. But you hear like a voice behind you go, "Ow! Why is there just a giant wall?" In the middle of the road.
1: Oh, I'm quite sorry. I'm not a wall. I actually happen to be a traveling merchant. Oh. I, I look around to where, where the voice was coming from.
0: Uh, so you kind of, like, turn around half with your back. Like, you try to turn and look to your left, and then you're like, wait, no, my bag's there. Turn to look to your right. Wait, no, my bag's there. So you actually have to turn around, and all of you see, uh... You saw this happening, this young woman kinda of just come barging in, not really paying attention, skipping very jovially down the lane and kind of tra la 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 and she ran in to Finavir, and so he turns around. Before you, standing up and brushing herself off, stands a young woman with shoulder length brown hair that is parted into two low pigtails. Her hazel eyes stare at you with a wild and excited look and a devious smile parts her lips. Well, <laughs> At least you're not a wall, but, uh, what do you even have in that bag? It's huge!
1: Things. Many things. I'm a purveyor of things. And a buyer of things.
0: That's very, um, specific. Interesting. Oh my gosh. Your arm is glowing! And she comes up and she grabs your wrist.
1: Yeah. I know.
0: That is so bright. It's, it's so shiny. Is that, is that Gold? And she's looking at it very closely and turning your hand pretty forcefully.
1: Smoot would yank his arm away. It was a gift from a close loved one.
0: Oh, calm down. I'm not going to take it from you. Anywho, hi. I haven't seen you guys before. Are you new in town? Are you... Williams? Yes, we you're are. A traveler. You're travelers. Oh, my goodness. This is so exciting. I haven't seen people like you in in age, ages. Yeah, it's been a while.
1: Eight do you days. not get many travelers through uh, Ashby?
0: We probably do. I just don't get to come down here very often, but it's so awesome to see you guys. It's nice to meet you. Hi, what are your names?
1: Oh, uh, I'm Finnevere Veer, uh, and these are uh, my new uh, compatriots, as you would. Snow just let uh, me know when I would You. showing I was gonna say, you,
0: you, you, sh- you come out. Also, you're like, they're right outside the shop where you are, so you come out and you just see the group standing there and you saw the whole thing happen. Oh, look, another one. Wow, you all look strange. What kind of clothes are those?
1: Uh, I think my jeans are Levi's. Khakis. Mithril chain shirt.
0: Khakis. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry, I'm just reminded of the Jake from State Farm. Khakis. (laughs) What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Khakis.
0: Khakis. So she's looking around at all of you very excitedly, and she gets close into your face. And she's like, well, okay, so your name is Finnevere? Finnevere? Finnevere. Finnevere. Yes. Did you know if you say somebody's name a lot, you'll actually remember it a lot a lot better when you first meet them?
1: I do have trouble with names.
0: Me too. That's why I'm saying your name a lot, Finevere.
1: And what what is your name?
0: It's... my name is, um, Brunhilda. Brunhilda? Yes.
1: Nice to make your acquaintance.
0: It's nice to meet you too, Mr. Finnevere. And who are the rest of you?
1: You can call me Alan.
0: Alan. Very generic. I like it.
1: Oh, and uh, this is Kelsey, David, and Alfred Kenneth Mest.
0: Oh, I thought they were going to introduce themselves. Man, that's boring. Did you all lose your tongues?
1: I'm just going through my notes and m- trying to make It does seem them. that way sometimes. They are a quiet bunch, except when they're not. This <laughs> would
0: be one of the times when they are. I see. I see. What are you all doing in town?
1: Oh, just stopping gathering for supplies. We're about to go out on another uh, ruins hunt with the Uh, he's with the Seekers Guild. I'm actually an initiate myself.
0: Oh, A back in town.
1: Oh, you know him? No. You sure sounded like you knew him.
0: No, I don't know him.
1: Then why would you say his name and know that um, he ever left town? Look at
0: the wrist. I gotta go. She kind of starts backing away. Nice to make you acquaintance. Yeah, Um. it's nice to meet you all. Uh, hopefully we'll see each other again. Don't Don't go anywhere. Hold on. And she kind of runs off.
1: Penavir, have you ever met that strange child? I don't think she had a watch either. I don't even know if anyone around here knows what a watch is. It's when you see out of your eyes. It's very simple. This is going to be a long adjustment period.
0: So after a few moments, the girl ran off, and then you see a figure come running back with a brown hooded cloak over their head, and they come up They're like, all right, I'm in disguise. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say it out loud. So.
1: Oh, I take out, um, out of my backpack, I take out my mask and scarf and wrap it around, put the mask around my neck and, uh, the, uh, the mask of my face, and I, I put out my uh, cloak. Are we hiding from something? Yes. Why?
0: I have reasons. I have plenty of them.
1: Can you give us one good one? Uh, could we take this conversation elsewhere, mayhaps? I don't perceive ter- see see need to, but we may if you
0: wish. We could. You could come. Mm, no. If my guardian finds out, I'll get in trouble, so I can't. All of you make a perception really plenty. good.
1: Uh, 14. All right, so I rolled a 24.
0: 24. So everyone, except for Finn, are looking her up and down, like with the hood over her face and kind of just looking a little bit less wild. You kind of start to think that this girl, Brunhilde, she kind of looks a little bit like Kelsey. And, for example, they were both wearing the same outfits. You might not be able to figure out which who is who if they were kind of like both wearing the hoods and brunhilde was acting a little bit more calm and less childish and she also seems to be around kelsey's age was there a question posed to her before then i'm sorry
1: uh before i do we would the last thing was that was talked about was uh why we're talking in secret or what is this that she wanted to say so bad that when she's disguised yeah
0: oh like i said i got a lot of reasons but i can't tell you why
1: if you're not willing to be forthcoming with your information, why should we be with ours? Ever the price. The bridge of trust is built from both sides. So how uh, how will it ever be completed if it's never started?
0: Problem is, is, my um, my guardian's back in town. I'm not really supposed to be down here right now. This is like the first time I've been out of the house for months.
1: Ah, you mean Amali? My landlord trying to pull the same shtick on me, even though I'm just a renter. It's okay. I outgrew it.
0: Uh, He's not... um, Molly's not my landlord.
1: No, 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 no. Um, But it does sound like he may be your guardian.
0: No. Never happened. Couldn't be.
1: Uh, Sense motive motive check, anyone?
0: Absolutely, you can sense motive that.
1: Are we at hilariously high bonuses for not being (laughs) morons? (laughs) Uh, I don't think it matters. Like at this point like
0: she's I read the numbers though. I love this.
1: I rolled a 5 <laughs> but at the same I time I a 4. I has a 15. 18 with there no bonuses. There
0: we go. Okay. Charles and Alfred. She seems a little suspicious, but you're not 100% sure if if it's a lie whether or not she's saying like like if it's a lie if Amali is the guardian or not. Alan, you feel a little bit more along the lines of, yeah, it could be a lie. Finnevere feels about the same. But you're not 100%, because this girl's personality seems a little bit ecstatic. Well,
1: regardless, uh, if you're looking to get out for a while, I used to sneak out all the time. Eh, perfectly harmless, as long as you're back before you get caught, in my experience.
0: My thought's exactly perfect. See, we get along just fine.
1: I don't know if mm, I'd necessarily well, condone lying to your guardian. It's, it's not, not lying if you don't lie. See? It's a breach of I'm... mistrust if they expect you to be somewhere for your own safety and then you leave. Uh, now you're starting to remind me of somebody.
0: Ah, Listen, have some mercy, all right? I've been stuck in that house for way too long. I finally got out. And of course, she just pauses and looks back and forth. And Kelsey says, and of course, and of course, people show up. Interesting things happen, always.
1: Uh, I I reach into my bag and I pull out a a small piece of chocolate and I give it to her. It's like, here, this should help with your nerves.
0: I don't take candy from strangers.
1: Respectable. It's the first wise decision you've made.
0: That's what my guardian always told me. Don't take candy from strangers.
1: Well, now you listen to him after you've already left where he told you to stay.
0: Listen. And she kind of gets up and she like puffs out her chest. Now she's about five foot two and she kind of stands up to you. All right, you listen here. I've been stuck in that house. And she kind of points in a direction, kind of just, like, south of where you guys entered from. It kind of points to a hill where there's lots of trees. I've been stuck in that house for months. And I am finally getting a chance to get out of the house. I finished all of my responsibilities, and now I'm out of the house. It's just problematic if my guardian finds out right now.
1: And why is that?
0: Because I'm not supposed to leave the house. Uh, so what if they're at the
1: house right now? Which direction did she point in?
0: Towards the hill.
1: Okay. And they're finding out that you're not in the house.
0: He would be very upset with me. Maybe there you should he- head back a- 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 to the quick.
1: house. real <laughs> quick. Since I have a modicum of doubt here, and also, do I happen to know that that's the same direction that Amali walked off when we split ways?
0: He walked off in... A direction, like, almost east of where you guys came in from. So you're not really sure where he headed after that.
1: All right. Uh, It wasn't that important, but it was uh, an interesting thought. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're trying to find a place to to stay. So unless there's something we can help you with.
0: She looks a little pained when you say you're looking for a place to stay. And she's just like, if it wasn't possible, if it wasn't possible that my guardian would be in town. I'm not saying any names. I would absolutely offer the space, on the hill, I mean, the house. Okay, listen, listen. You, this, you guys are like the coolest people that have arrived in town. I haven't seen anybody cool in a while. I really, really need this right now.
1: Are you saying you could uh, put us up for a night?
0: It's possible that the Guardian may not show up at the house. So, and she's thinking it over. Please roll diplomacy.
1: Are we rolling Diplomacy? I would assume Jaden would roll Diplomacy.
0: Finnevere's asking. So unless you guys are going to aid another.
1: All right. Diplomacy should be my specialty. We'll see how this goes. Total of 18.
0: You didn't have to roll high. All right, fine. You can stay at the house. That's fine.
1: Listen to that. Free lodging. Oh, my two favorite words in the same sentence.
0: I'll just figure it out. Come on. Come on on this way.
1: I, I gleefully follow her. I follow her as well. At the very least, we can at least take her back to where she's supposed to be.
0: All right, so as you guys are walking, um, you hear a voice. Cece, oh, what am I going to do with you, child? Make a perception check, please. Two. <clears throat>
1: Eleven. Twenty-three. Twelve.
0: Alan, there are a lot of pretty ladies walking around in this marketplace. So you don't really pay much attention to the voice that just called out some random person's name. You're just paying attention to all the pretty birds walking around the area. Everybody else, you see Brunhilde turn really quickly and looks in the direction where the voice called, and you all see a very short, three-foot-tall woman with a long, like, large cane that looks like it has, like, a deer head at the end of it, but it's carved into the wood, and there's, like, antlers sticking out. She has a long gray-haired braid going down one side of her chest, and she's kind of hobbling over, and she appears to be very old. She says, Oh, Cece, what am I going to do with you? Why are you out here right now? Oh, hi there. Tapti, it's nice to see you again. Oh, dear child. And the woman stops and looks at you all, and Alan, after a moment, you do turn your attention back. Huh? <laughs> and you see this haggard old woman approaching the group. Who are you? And she approaches and puts her cane. It's very tall. It's like much taller than she is. It's about, actually, it's probably about Smoot's height at the end of it.
1: The name's Charles Smoot, ma'am. And yourself?
0: I am Tapti. I am the village elder. I have not seen your faces here before.
1: You could say we're new in town.
0: Oh, yes, I would definitely say that. Haven't seen you before. Is there a reason you're traveling with my, my Cece here?
1: Well, we were kind of uh, shopping around here in the market and she uh, showed up and started acquainting herself.
0: She gives her a glare to the side. Oh, Cece. Child, please make your way back to your home. You are not supposed to be down here. And she stamps the cane that she has on the ground. But I, uh, mm, I am their guide. I have already given them my word that I would take them to a safe place. Very safe, T. Elder T. Ma'am.
1: Okay, can I aid another her diplomacy?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Total of 26.
0: Okay. Passes.
1: I would also like to aid another. Stating, okay. at the very least, I wouldn't mind escorting the child home. It seems like she has a little bit of a wild, wandering spirit about her.
0: Oh, yes, she does. Yes, she does. The old woman relaxes her stance as she was trying to stand upright, but now she hunches a little bit back over and seems a bit more comfortable as she stands in front of you. Very well. You may go, but please do not stay too long.
1: Oh, that's quite fine. We'll be gone by morning. Thank you for your... uh, I'll pause. Hospitality.
0: She nods and stands, like, turns to the side for you to pass.
1: Uh, Hold a moment. Miss, Madam, Ma'am, uh...
0: Elder. That elder. is more respectful. My Thank apologies. you.
1: Did, uh, did CC say that you were the Elder? Is that, is that, is that correct? I'm gathering that. I correct him. Brunhilde. Oh,
0: yeah. Who's Brunhilda?
1: Mr. Smoot, didn't you ha- didn't we have some Brunhilde. questions for the Elder? Indeed I did. But I think they could wait for another time. Miss Top, uh, Elder Top Team. is there perhaps another time we could speak with you?
0: About What?
1: I had questions regarding a poem, uh, in which the pre- the first elder of this village supposedly wrote, Thomas Ray.
0: Oh, wait, which one? There's a lot of, not not people named Thomas Ray, but which, um, writing are we talking about? Which poem? Because there were a lot.
1: That I do not know, ma'am. Something about destruction and seeing it. World, being on fire, massive earthquakes. Everything went to crap.
0: Oh, I see. So you mean the New Year's... Eve Hallowed Sacred Poem.
1: If that's what it's referred to as.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lengthy name you have for poem. it, though. The New Year's Eve Hallowed
1: Sacred Poem. Mm, just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> oh.
0: I didn't name it. Somebody else did.
1: Such sophistication.
0: I gotta write this down. Hang on. I'm a genius.
1: <laughs> the Sacred Hallowed New Year's <laughs> Eve... That no, it's the New no, Year's it's Eve. The sacred. new Hollows Eve, hallowed Eve. Hallowed Sacred Poem.
0: All of you be quiet. You don't even know what you're talking about. It's the New Year's Eve hallowed sacred poem. Yes. That's
1: what I said.
0: The scrawny one over there got it right. And I haven't seen him before either. Marnie seems like she would hit it off with you, she says and turns back to everybody. After she glances and eyes you up and down, Alfred.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Am I getting match made by the village
0: elders? That's
1: what happened. Apparently. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll real quick for something. Let me see here.
0: What are you gonna roll real quick for?
1: Reaction. See if he takes that information apl- and applies it, or if he's just busy studying his notes again.
0: Mm. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll
1: go with a perception check.
0: Oh, oh yeah, you hear it, a hundred percent. You also seem to recall that the woman from the herbalist shop seemed to mention her name at some point in the studies a name called Marnie or something
1: mm, was too busy studying plants plants <laughs> can't quite remember
0: you just heard the name Marnie and like good fit that's about it
1: <laughs> anyway an herbalist was into Kenneth mist <laughs> god
0: That was perfect, I liked it Alright, so She looks at you all So you want to know what about this New Year's Eve hallowed sacred poem
1: Again, if that's what it's referred to as Then I suppose
0: What do you want to know about it? Like, I'm standing here, I'm going to catch my death before I My foot's already in the grave
1: Was he there? (laughs) The poem sounded as if it was written in first person Did this individual happen to have an eyewitness account Of the events?
0: I suppose it was written in a way that it sounded as if the village elder at that time, not even the village, it would have been their chieftain, the tribe's chief. It was um, over 500 years ago. I'm honestly not sure, but from what it was passed down, elder to elder, essentially it sounds as if he was there.
1: He made mention of a couple interesting things. First of which is, uh, he mentioned something regarding the Fallen, but who may they be? The poem made note of fear, the promises of eternity that the Fallen will bring. Is the Fallen referring to a generalized group, a specific organization?
0: I'm honestly not sure. Uh, from what I know, up of the poem... From all the years that it has been spoken, it is something that may not be taken quite literally. Um, It's been generations since it was written. And in any circumstance, it could be... As- I said 500 years, didn't I? Yeah, I'm wrong. I said, okay. It was
1: much longer than all.
0: I correct myself. I said 500. Um, I'm thinking of an old time calendar that I had. It's been over a thousand years since I've... anyone's really heard the original poem. I mean, we are a society that speaks in stories. We tell stories, and this is a story that has been told generation after generation, year after year, every new year. So, I mean, it could be that the Fallen is speaking of our society that fell, or it could be speaking of a mythical legend of some kind. I'm not sure.
1: Or a major cultural shift.
0: Yes, something along that line.
1: It's fun to think about what it could be. Also regard what was the poem hyperbolic, emphasized for dramatic effect, if you would. Were all of these events quite literal? Well, I always embellish my stories, at least a little. But I mean, fire raining down upon the sky, silence over the entire world.
0: There are stories that speak of... These things, uh, earth, the earth changing and shaking, the sky going red and dark, but mainly our, our story, the first story that we have is the one told by Thomas Ray.
1: Well, I think you have it. Is there anywhere where we might be able to find further information on this? More detailed specifics? Anything hard written down? Anything besides oral tradition?
0: If you're seeking this, I would say that perhaps you should go to the Seekers Guild. One wh- of their bases would probably have some kind of repository. Or we don't really have books here; expensive and hard to maintain.
1: Mm, don't I know it? It's like a copy of my favorite book is in tatters and tears and missing pages.
0: Tell you what, she and pauses that for a moment, and she says, "If you are seeking information on." This and you need more. If you go to the Seekers Guild and you tell them that Tapti sent you, they may let you in.
1: I greatly appreciate all the information you've given us. If it wouldn't bother you too greatly, and if we had any further questions, is there somewhere else we could speak with you again?
0: I live near, well, I live in the town hall where the elders of every tribe of our tribe stay, so that is where I will be.
1: I'm assuming that's the large building in the center of town.
0: I thought that was quite obvious, but yes.
1: Again, a little new to town. Not quite from around here.
0: Gotta use that noggin of yours. Got a large one there. <laughs> she just laughs, and then she... <laughs> um, she
1: called you big head.
0: So she stands aside and she says, Now, please, escort your Cece back to her home.
1: Gladly. We'll make sure to it that she gets there safely, and actually goes there. I go check on her and see if she's still awake. <laughs>
0: No, she's kind of just been, like, dooting around the area, just moving around, looking at things. She's also taken Kelsey off with her a few times, and they seem to be getting along. Devy is just kind of standing behind you guys. What the heck is going on?
1: Gentlemen, I can't help but notice a striking similarity between the two ladies that are with us currently. Does anyone else find it odd? It is rather peculiar. No, nothing comes to mind. Both female. And yet they look like they could be identical twins. At least, that's of my opinion. Unnoticed. All right, let's get a move on. Shall we? All right. Venevere starts to pick up a little bit on what's going on. Uh, Cece, he tries to see if that gets her attention.
0: Hm? What? Uh, <clears throat> I do not know anyone by that name.
1: Oh, uh, my apologies. Brunhilde. Oh, thank you. I think we were about to escort you to your home.
0: No, 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 no. Cece, see. hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, please. You are not escorting me. And she kind of just, like, gestures. Uh Uh-uh. I am escorting you.
1: Well then, little miss, would you be so kind as to lead the way? As long as you're escorting us to your house.
0: And that's right. You will follow my lead. (laughs) Come along, Kelsey. Oh, okay. Hold on. Please stop pulling me.
1: Can I roll another perception check? Sure. Also, um, once we walk a little bit of a distance, I'll put away my mask and scarf. Okay. 11.
0: Okay. What are you looking for?
1: I don't know. I just, you, you just described them saying that they looked very similar. And I just wanted confirmation on that, making sure it wasn't just me and I'm not crazy.
0: With her back turned to you and the hood up and Kelsey being dragged along, you don't really see too much. Like, you're trying to look at them, but unfortunately, with her hood covering her, the only thing that you notice is that they're about the same height.
1: Yeah, build size, roughly. Okay.
0: Hard to tell. So?
1: With that, where are we being led?
0: So she quickly leads you all down the like down one of the roads uh down a side street taking really quick turns everywhere until you guys end up outside of the village still inside of the barrier and you kind of start to go in like this little back corner kind of place. Like, it's not really noticeable unless you're really looking for it. It's like a hidden path that she starts to go up. And as you guys travel through this area, you see that there are actually some trees around the area, like around this village. Like, nothing is inside of the area, like in the village itself. Really, you just see like bushes and short shrubs and everything along that line. But up here, you actually do see trees and plants and, and bushes, just like all these things that were in the forest, but oddly enough, weren't really in the village, just outside of it. And after a while of walking, probably about 10 minutes, you find yourselves coming out into an opening where you see a small log cabin. That is a little different in style compared to the rest of the housing down below. And you also notice that just off to the side of the house, that there is a small, like, some fields uh, that seem to have been well tended to and gardens. All righty. Well, sirs, here we are. And madam.
1: Quite the quaint place you have.
0: Yeah, I would say it's very, very quaint. Very boring. Kelsey, come on inside. I would love to show you my room. It's, it's boring, but still. So she drags Kelsey inside.
1: I'll follow. I follow. Start looking around.
0: So you guys maneuver your way inside. The house isn't very large. In fact, it seems like it's tailored to a small woman. All the shelves are lower. Uh, You find as soon as you enter to the right, there's a small kitchen area. To the left, there's a seating area. It does have a second story, but it looks more like it's a loft. Come on, come on, come on. All right. I have the best view. It's the only view, but I have the best view. So as she goes up the stairs, um, you guys peek your heads over, and it's over, like, the edge of the stairs, and you see that there's a small window, like a skylight, and you see her bed, and it's actually a very quaint young woman's room that seems to have some amenities that don't necessarily fit with the area, that are of a higher quality than what you've seen in the village. A bed that isn't isn't like a cot, but it looks more like it's feathered down. And just overall... Higher quality stuff than what you've seen.
1: Ah, I can appreciate your fine tastes. Those who strive for the finer things in life—it's a commendable thing.
0: Oh, um, hold on a second. Your guys—you're guys, you're not supposed to be up here. You have to go downstairs.
1: <gasps> My this apologies. This is a ladies' room. To pardon our intrusion, ma'am. I'll head back downstairs. I never went upstairs. <laughs> I just went in the house.
0: <laughs> Alan was respectable.
1: I would speak, uh, speak up and try and talk to Mest. Alfred, uh, was it you that had the strange fruit-vegetable things? Oh, yeah, those things. I have one. Yeah, I've still got them. Did you manage to ask anyone in town if they knew what they were? That might have been a good idea. Sorry, I was busy. I was just noticing a, a frying lot of... pan, if anyone's interested. I'm sure they must have a stove or something around here someplace. Uh, some Benavir. kind of a fireplace of sorts. Vinavir, if you would like, you can take a look at these, too. I just noticed some rather odd cuisine out by some of the uh, stalls out there. I didn't know if this was something that you would be familiar with. So should I roll for something or should I just like, you know, roll play it out as if I, I think I know what is going on? I'm going to look for the kitchen.
0: All right. So as you guys walked in, you did see that to the right, there was a small kitchenette area. Um, It does have a stove. Uh, Looks like wood burning. Uh, There's a small like... Table for not really small, um, probably about five feet by seven. Um, So it's got a decent amount of space for like cutting things and, and just getting food prepared. Wooden plates and not really silverware, but like wooden flatware that is pretty well carved and has a decent quality to it. You also see that in the other room where there was like a seating area that there seems to be like a wall that kind of seems to have a lot of supplies That remind you of like having bedrolls, rations, etc.
1: I'm going to take a look around, see if I can't find like a cutting board or something I could use as a cutting board. You do find one. All right. Time to crack these open and find out what they have. And I'm going to take out the knife and start trying to attempt to cut these carrot things open.
0: Alan, you sure you don't want to bash them in with a wrench?
1: Mm, You could do that.
0: Alan's not allowed to
1: touch these.
0: He shouts out loud.
1: I pull out the one from my pockets. He's got his own to play with. And I attempt this to is scientific research. crack the shell. Uh, with what? I have a python and hammer. You may uh be able to crack that open a little easier. What is in those that you're so interested in getting at them? I will accept we don't the know. piton. That's what we want to know. I will accept the piton. Uh, here, let me sharpen it for you i I take a mana and sharpen it for him first with a i have a wet, i have a whetstone. I take the piton and use my wrench as a hammer okay to spike it into the fruit so I look up my hammer and then just kind of shrug my shoulders
0: okay, so um, I guess i'll have is this a competition to see who does it first? Yes,
1: no, <laughs> I don't okay. give you the python until i Do it for a minute, like a weather it up. I'm literally just trying to slice it open delicately to get at the inside. To I am investigating this carrot. Okay, Mm. so
0: you Mm. try to pierce the skin delicately, but you find that it is very hard and may require a bit of force. It almost, it kind of reminds you, like the hardness of it, kind of reminds you of a coconut.
1: Okay, well. I It wouldn't matter how long it's taking, but my character's just going at it, trying to open it.
0: Okay, so Alan eventually does get the python. And after a while, you both manage to open these things up. The inside is filled with meaty red, like dark red, grainy textured fruit. It smells very sweet. Do you eat it?
1: Yes. Can I roll knowledge nature in order to have some kind of understanding of what this might be? Sure. Uh, 12.
0: Your character would know that this is a watermelon.
1: Like, it's like a, a regular watermelon? watermelon?
0: It's your world's watermelon. But yes, oh, a regular hell. watermelon. What's in these? Careful, they uh,
1: sticky. So I eat some of the flesh.
0: So you bite into it and you are met with a very watery and juicy familiar flavor. It tastes like watermelon. No seeds.
1: Alfred, it tastes like watermelon. Watermelon? It tastes like watermelon. I'll cut out a little bit and taste it. Never seen a watermelon shaped like this. Mm. What are you talking about? That's what a watermelon looks like. Not where we are from. This looks like if a watermelon and a coconut had a baby during a nuke.
0: (laughs) David walks over and he kind of uh, gestures to the strange-looking fruit in your hand that you assume is, like, a mutated watermelon. And he says, Might I try a little? He says to Alan. Um, not Alan. I'm um, Alfred. I mean,
1: I wouldn't have it in my hand. I'd have it on the table as I'm trying to, like, dissect it. Well, I'm just that trying was my to be polite.
0: I'm just trying to be polite. I don't want to get in the way of your work. And, um, I don't think Alan likes me very much.
1: Understandable. You you can have some. And I'll, and I'll, sec- I'll cut off a section of it and just Set it to the side for him.
0: My, how generous! And he takes a bite. Oh, oh, That's I I good, like good. this. I like this a lot. How many of these do we have? Uh,
1: we have three left that haven't been opened. During their their whole escapade, I'll make some tea and uh, ration out some bread. Uh, I'll, I'll gesture for Schmoot to join me if he's interested. Might as well. Got nothing better to do right now. I can't so, remember, Jaden. Did your character say you were seekers when we were introduced? He's an initiate. I. Readily offered that I was an initiate. Okay. Something my character is proud of. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to be studying this watermelon as they're talking.
0: David is happily helping you study the watermelon, air quote study, as he eats it.
1: You thought you had a deadly fruit in hand, but you got a watermelon instead. <laughs> <laughs> I never said it was deadly. It looked edible. <laughs> It was also in a box that was labeled for food.
0: You guys hear, like, giggling upstairs, and it sounds like the girls are enjoying themselves. Please, everyone, roll Perception. And, Finnevere, you are making your tea.
1: 19. So does that mean I'm not rolling Perception?
0: No, you you are. You can roll Perception. I'm Got just letting you know you are doing that successfully.
1: Yeah. Uh, 18. Thank you. 22.
0: Uh, what was smooths? So I'm sorry. Got a 10. Thank you. Okay. Alan, Finnevere... And Alfred, uh, as you guys are just kind of going about your business in the house, Charles is paying attention to the noise upstairs. The rest of you hear the sound of the door at the front begins to open and you hear shuffling.
1: I look towards the door incredulously with watermelon dripping from my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm studying this watermelon. I'm sorry. I'm perhaps a little bit onto the floor. Ew.
0: (laughs) Ew. Kind of looks like blood, you monster. <laughs> so you look towards the door. Does anybody? So Alan is looking towards the door. Alfred is still looking at the watermelon.
1: I'm keeping an ear out, so that way, if yelling starts, I'm gonna get out. <laughs> but I'm studying my watermelon.
0: David is just sitting on like a stool nearby, just munching on the watermelon. But looks like a rabbit as he's doing this. He's just like <laughs> enjoying this thoroughly. What does Finn do?
1: Ah, uh, is there a window? Like, to see outside? He jumps out the window. No, I want to look at it from where I'm sitting.
0: (laughs) There surprisingly aren't really many, like, there's a window by the kitchen, like, facing towards the garden, but there's no window facing towards the front.
1: Uh, Then I'll remain sitting, but uh, since I have nothing better to do, I kind of do turn my attention to anything that seems interesting, like the door opening.
0: Charles would be paying attention to the girls upstairs. Is there anything else that he would be doing that would kind of keep him a little distracted?
1: Well, I'm offering him tea and bread, and if I was yeah, I was walking uh, over to Finavir while keeping a close eye on the girls.
0: So you don't really hear the door unlatch, um, but the rest of them do turn, and so that does kind of draw your attention over there. (laughs) And as you guys are looking, you see the door open and a red-haired figure, very familiar to you, Finavir, steps through, puts down his bag, and as he turns and he looks at you, he says, "Crap, you're late." Thought
1: we weren't supposed to meet him till morning.
0: What are you all doing here?
1: We were invited. Excuse me, we are invited guests. I'm studying fruit.
0: Cece, please tell me. Please, (laughs) for the love of everything, please tell me you didn't. Cece pokes her head over the stairs. My name is Brunhilde.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure no one Mm. believes that anymore. Yeah, that kind of went out the window a long time ago.
0: (laughs) Kelsey pokes her head back over. Yep. This is Brunhilda.
1: She's very adamant about that much, at least.
0: Ugh. Amali just sighs, walks in over to, like, this couch, at, like, this seating area, and just flops into the chair. Ugh. Well, welcome to my house, I suppose.
1: Would you like some water,
0: uh. <laughs> He just kind of uh, looks I, at I, you <laughs> <laughs> and squints, like, why?
1: I, I go up to him, put my arm around him. It's like, "Oh." Have a heart, Amali. It's like, I I hand him some tea or I try to hand him some tea and some bread. (laughs) We've been, it's like, we just came back from a long trip. Relax a little bit.
0: He sighs heavily, (laughs) but he doesn't accept your tea or biscuits or whatever you're offering him. He's just like, Cece, I have something for you. And she just immediately comes running down the stairs. Oh my God, what did you bring me? And she runs over. I'm going to
1: jokingly call out, he called for Cece, not Brunhilde.
0: She stops as she runs, as she's starting to run over and she's like squinting and like grimacing. (laughs) Oh, you evil man.
1: Never said I was that good. I throw a piece of bread at uh, uh, Alfred's face. Uh, I was going to say I'm going to try to reflex to grab it, but I'm too busy studying the fruit.
0: Let's we'll see if David will catch it for you. David is very happy with his with his watermelon, so I don't even know if he's paying attention. But I will.
1: Does thirteen even David pass? likes you enough? Does thirteen even pass his AC?
0: He can toss stuff, but yeah, no. What is your AC? Good point.
1: Uh, <laughs> let's see. Where is my my AC's ten?
0: Oh yeah, passes. So, so uh, the the aim is true, and uh, boink. David, as you as you toss the bread or throw it at Alfred, David stands up straight and although he is a very heavy set man he makes the effort and he lunges forward and grabs the bread midair
1: like with his hand or with his mouth
0: with his hand
1: <laughs> with his mouth I so prefer that discussion much more chomps down on the bread and flops on the floor
0: <laughs> he catches it with his hand there is a reason why they call me the fast hands and he puts it in his pocket I will save that for later thank you <laughs> Continue your work, my friend. I need to know more of this fruit. <laughs> All
1: right. So I guess we see uh, the, edible. Uh, Amali brought Cece. Uh-uh. Brunhilde.
0: No, no, he brought it
1: specifically for Cece.
0: And she's just like, oh, Cece, if you want it, come over. She just kind of starts inching her way forward, like really like trying to resist. But then she finally gives in and she's like, okay, please tell me what you brought me. It's so boring. I need something else, something to do. Oh my goodness, please tell me it's something cool. Amali just stops. What do you mean by cool? They both just kind of look at each other. Something that entertains me, period. That's all I need. He reaches into the bag and pulls out like this little snake toy, the wooden snake toy. Voila. (laughs) And she catches it and looks at it and she just gives him this death glare. I am not a child. I do not need toys, Amali. I do not need toys and he turns to all of you so what are you doing here exactly
1: making what is, it, is it like a evening
0: it's making later lunch. in the afternoon yeah
1: i'm studying fruit what are you doing here personally i was escorting a rapscallion back to her home where i was told that a guardian was supposed to be looking after her she seemed to be running around been roaming about the marketplace
0: he looks at you thank you i really do appreciate that you have no idea how much I live here, Finn. I live here.
1: Oh, nice place. So do you keep matches or do you just, and I just like gesture my hands like karate style at the at the the, the fireplace?
0: Yes, I do keep matches. Uh, I mean, unless she did something with them. I may, I did nothing with the matches at all. They may and or may not have been absconded with at some point by squirrels rats. squirrels squirrels
1: taylor you just got here how would you know where the matches went shut up he doesn't know that <laughs> but i do
0: and molly's just sitting in his chair and puts his hands up to his face and just covers his eyes please don't feed into her
1: i'll make no promises
0: uh, no but seriously why are you all here exactly
1: well you, we were looking for a place to stay, and someone said if their guardian didn't show up that we'd have a free place. I couldn't tell you who, but um it seems we might have to find another place of rest.
0: Uh Cece, why? Why? And he just seems to be getting more frustrated the more you tell him. And she's just standing in the corner like, I did what I had to. <laughs>
1: I'll try to force the tea on him during the frustration.
0: He takes it unknowingly. (laughs) He's so frustrated. You don't even have to diplomacy. You just hand him something, he just takes it.
1: I'd be more impressed if he started sipping the tea.
0: Spill the tea.
1: After having spoken with the village elder, nah, top teen, we decided to come and escort Cece back to this house where her guardian was supposedly looking after her. At least, those were my intentions. So are you related, or...?
0: So... Simultaneously, two things happen. Amali says yes. Cece says no.
1: What? Beginning to wonder if she has compulsive lying disorder.
0: Cece, please stop talking. Yes, we're related.
1: Just a question. You never told me you had a sister.
0: I don't tell you a lot of things. Like I have a house and I live in Ashby. We all have our secrets.
1: Hmm. Things are starting to line up. Well, as long as we head out in the morning, it makes no difference to me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know that you guys don't really have a place to stay, but there's really not that much space here. I don't know what she was thinking. At all. Yeah,
1: there's plenty of space on the floor for bedrolls.
0: He just pauses. <laughs> He's right, you know. There's plenty of space on the floor for bedrolls, Amali. I can have friends over, Amali. Brother, I can have friends. Oof. And Molly's just standing there, like, ignoring it. Fine. You can find a space on the floor and you can stay there.
1: Excellent. I hate it when the dew gets all over my clothes and makes them smell a little mildewy. Much appreciated, my compatriot.
0: But he, do- he stops you and he says, But you will not be going anywhere near that bedroom up there. And he kind of oh. gestures up and then he looks up and he sees Kelsey poking her head over. The girls can stay upstairs.
1: Excellent idea. The men can burrow out down here.
0: <clears throat> sure. That's what we'll call it.
1: D- did you say brawl?
0: Bruhaha. Was it bruhaha?
1: No, it was a bro out. Oh, I... I <laughs> read <Bro. laughs> different
0: things. Uh, so Molly looks at you all. Did you eat? No. Then he looks over at the melon that's on the table and looks at Alan's face.
1: <laughs> In a manner of speaking, some of us have managed to.
0: Sir, you really need to clean that up.
1: I didn't get it everywhere. I'm just... Digging
0: it out with my hands. <laughs> you look like you ate a pig alive.
1: I wipe my chin with my arm, which is substantially hairy. So I guess we kind of wind down for the evening. Or, um, I I did kind of want to find a, uh, I did I at least a spot while I was uh, in the market a, uh, what what'd you call it, uh, a sled.
0: Not in this market.
1: So, okay, well, it was worth a try. Not in this economy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cece looks at you all. And looks back to Amali and she says, you know, Amali, this should be a cause for celebration. You brought friends home. We should absolutely go to the to the party tonight down at the Flay and Slayers Tavern.
1: Amali, what do you do to this party?
0: <laughs> Amali just glares at her. <laughs> and then he looks at you, um, Finn, and then looks over to Smoot, who is just speaking.
1: Amali, what do you do to this poor child? Ever since we've got here, she hasn't done anything except talking about leaving.
0: Yes, this is true. I keep telling him he needs to take me with him. I can fight. I can do things on my own as well. I shouldn't be stuck in the house all day. I did nothing. And he just kind of pauses. Please roll diplomacy, Smoot.
1: Mm -mm 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 -mm. It's really low. Spoilers. Eight.
0: I did nothing. Just keeping her safe, that's all. Cece is very adamant about the Flayn Slayer's Tavern and she is trying her hardest to get Amali to agree mainly by way of annoyance. <laughs> and finally, I believe after about 3 hours of her requesting the same thing, this this is this happens. He finally agrees and later that evening, you all make your way to the Flayn Slayer's Tavern
1: begrudgingly.
0: <laughs> and I think that is a good place to end off for now. All right. So, all right. Yeah. Next time, we'll have to see what happens at the Flay and Slayers Tavern. Feast! <laughs>
1: I now find a kindred spirit in this CC. She knows how to push Amali's buttons. Annoyance. That's how I got to join along. <laughs> he has a weakness. Finavir might be starting to take some notes.
0: <laughs> Finnevere does probably start taking notes about, with what she does.
1: <laughs> I'm literally taking notes.
0: All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Gate Chronicles. Quentin, do you want to close us out? Do you want to try it? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) What was that?
1: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, If you did enjoy the episode, I would ask that you leave a like on YouTube, uh, leave a rating on iTunes, follow us on any of our social media sites such as Twitter, Instagram, or on Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. All of that really helps us out greatly. You can find us on social media at RollFound. Uh, Also, if you would like to support us in other ways other than spreading the joyous wonder that is our podcast, you can do so on our Patreon, bit.ly forward slash support MRPF. But of course, if you're broke like all of us, uh, don't have the funds and you would like to join the casting crew for casual conversations, we're on our Discord almost every evening. You can find the link to that uh, in just about any of the descriptions down below on our episodes or at our website, missingroleplayerfound.com.
0: All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you next, next week, because we're a bi-weekly next, podcast next with week. the Deep Chronicles. Yeah.
1: yeah. Bye. 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 Bye! Adios! Hasta luego.